You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 to 31, which focuses on the risen Jesus' gift of peace and joy to frightened disciples, and blesses all disciples to come who believe without seeing. We begin with the reading of the text from Georgina. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you. And after saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy at seeing the Lord. And he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. Thomas, called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he answered, Unless I can see the holes, the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving any more, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked in the sight of the disciples, but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. The Gospel of the Second Sunday of Easter fits beautifully into the long tradition of the church which used to call this Sunday the Sunday of people dressed in white. And it celebrated the first Sunday after the new Christians had been baptised on Easter Day and they came to celebrate their first liturgy as baptised people. And the reading from John 20 is a beautiful challenge about what it means to be baptised what it means to be a person of faith. It's a part of John's passion and resurrection narrative, and it is in fact the very end of the first part of the Gospel of John, in which Jesus appears to his disciples in the room and gives them their commission to go out to the whole world. And it is also a slightly negative story where we see the struggle of the disciple Thomas to come to understand what it means to believe in Jesus. 
And so our newly baptised and those of us who have been long baptised are challenged by this beautiful Easter reading from the Gospel of John. It begins by indicating that Jesus' appearance among the disciples is special because all the doors are closed and the disciples are in there frightened. The doors were locked for fear of the Jews. So Easter faith should never be matched by fear. Easter faith should bring us courage as well as joy, and joy will become very important for what follows in this reading. But into that difficult situation, doors locked, fear, Jesus appears, and he stands among them. Jesus is among his disciples again. And he says to them, peace be with you. This, of course, is a normal Hebrew Semitic greeting to wish the person who you meet shalom, peace, peace be with you. But in John's Gospel, it's more than that. It looks back to Jesus' last discourse, that last night with them, where on several times he said, I will give you a peace that no one else can give you. And that is true. And the risen Jesus gives them that peace. After saying that, he shows them his hands and his side. He wants to indicate that the person that they saw crucified and pierced with a lance is in fact the person in front of them. But this makes these first disciples specially privileged people. They have the experience of seeing Jesus. And that theme of seeing Jesus will return later in the gospel story as it comes to an end. And when they see the Lord, when they see that this is the one who was crucified who's now among them, they are filled with joy. He's wished them peace. They are filled with joy and he wishes them peace again. Peace be with you. Filled with this peace and joy in the presence of their risen Lord, Jesus commissions them. It's not enough to be filled with peace and joy sitting in an upper room. They have to go out. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. The dignity that Jesus has as the sent one of the Father is our dignity, which we have as the sent ones of the Son. And then repeating an expression that took place way back at the beginning of the book of Genesis, he gives the disciples the Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, at creation, the Spirit of God hovered over creation. Now the Holy Spirit is given to these disciples a new creation. And they have two things to do. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. So we have this responsibility to bring the peace and joy that we have because of the presence of the risen Lord in our lives to others by forgiving them their sins. But then you have the second part of Jesus' teaching to them. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. This has often troubled interpreters of the Gospel of John. It really is explained quite simply. Throughout the whole of the story of Jesus in the Gospel of John, he's always been a person whose presence brought division. 
Some said yes to him, some said no, some doubted, but there wasn't always a clear acceptance of Jesus. Now this brings judgment. Those who reject Jesus, those who want to remain closed in their own world, their own religious system, cannot enjoy the peace and joy that the risen Lord gives. And so it will be with the church. So it will be with disciples who have a primary ministry to bring the peace and joy to others through the forgiveness of sins. But the church also has the responsibility to continue the judging presence of Jesus. What is evil is evil, and it must be judged as evil, and not simply forgotten and forgiven. Evil must be called evil. Then we come to the second half of the story. Very interesting reflection upon the possibility of a journey of faith. It's a story of Thomas. Thomas, to start with, is not even with them when Jesus came. And so, when he arrives with them, the confession of the early church is made to him. We have seen the Lord. This is the way that the early church proclaimed their faith in the resurrection of Jesus. We have seen the Lord. They believe in the resurrection. Now, Thomas doesn't say it's impossible, but he puts a condition on his faith. That word, unless I can see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and unless I can put my hand into his side, unless I can put my finger into the hole, this unless means only if the risen Jesus fulfills my requirements. So this is what we might call a conditioned faith. It's a faith in the risen Lord as long as the risen Lord does and is what I want him to do and be for me and for others. So to start with, he's not even there. In the second place, he, he will believe if Jesus fulfills his conditions. The following Sunday, Jesus stands among them again and again wishes them peace. Shalom. But this profound peace that only he can give. And he then spoke to Thomas, asking him to do what he wanted to have his faith affirmed. The faith that Jesus was risen will only come if he puts his finger in his side, puts his hand in his wounds, etc. Give me your hand. Do not be unbelieving anymore, but believing. And then, despite the many paintings over the years of Thomas actually touching Jesus, there's no indication in the gospel itself that this happens. Thomas recognizes his mistake and makes that wonderful confession of faith, my Lord and my God. Thomas has made a journey of faith from not even being there to a conditioned acceptance of who Jesus might be if Jesus does what I want him to do. And finally, leaving all that behind, he replied, my Lord and my God. And then in this remarkable gospel, Jesus turns and speaks about us. Speaks about 2,000 years of belief among people who have not seen and yet believe. You remember earlier I spoke about the privilege of these first disciples who see the physical Jesus. But the risen Lord is alive and among us 
but we don't see him. And yet we believe. And we believe because we have been given a gospel. And that's the way our gospel of today ends. There were many other signs that Jesus worked in the sight of the disciples. They're not written down in this book. But I've written down these ones so that you, over 2,000 years of history, can pick up the gospel and find in the word of God in this gospel the living presence of Jesus Christ among us. You won't see him, but you have his word, something the disciples didn't have. And in belief in the word is there recorded for us so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. You may remember on Easter Sunday morning, the beloved disciple only saw the empty tomb and the clothes of Jesus, and he saw and believed, but he didn't see Jesus. Now we are blessed because we didn't see and we believe. And so we, like the beloved disciple, believe in the risen Lord without seeing Jesus. The gospel blesses us because we too are beloved disciples. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with the reading of a text from Michael. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you. And after saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy at seeing the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. Thomas called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he answered, Unless I can see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving any more, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked in the sight of the disciples 
but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this you may have life through his name. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Georgina and Michael Gartland. You can contact Father Maloney or the podcast team at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.